on guys welcome to another episode of the dfs dose your fix of dfs information strategy and analysis i'm your host ben hover and as always i'm joined by the two jays joey and jared and gentlemen the season-long fantasy year for 2018 is wrapped up but the daily grind continues and week 17 is an interesting week in the nfl especially from a dfs perspective it feels like we're back in the preseason trying to figure out what players are going to play full games who might get pulled after a quarter or two and whether or not Teddy Bridgewater is a good play. I mean, he's not, but we can get into that. Um, As we always do, we're going to go position by position and discuss all of our favorite plays for both cash games and GPPs. And after we conclude with all of that steaming hot DraftKings content, we will close out the show with some potentially tournament winning stacks. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter and Instagram at the DFS Dose. And then you could also subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube at the DFS Dose. Same handle across all platforms. Uh, makes it easy for you. All right, guys, let's get into it. Um, you know, we've been talking about it the last few weeks, especially now more than ever, though. Playoff implications in the NFL are going to be a huge factor this week. They have been, but I mean, the playoff picture is pretty clear at this point. We know, for the most part, who's playing exactly for what seed and and everything like that. So, I mean, what's your general thoughts on this slate? Well, for the most part, uh, most of the teams on here are, well, most of the good teams are actually playing for something besides the Saints and, and the Cowboys who are locked into their respective uh, one and four seeds. Well, Saints being the one seed. Um but yeah, all the other good teams are are playing for something, so there's still a lot of uh players to pick from in in the in the pool that that should be be playing full games and um putting up big numbers. Jared thoughts. All I've learned from DraftKings this week is Teddy Bridgewater is better than Matthew Stafford, according to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean. Which is fact. Which is fact. That, which is yeah, facts. That is facts. Um, that is absolutely facts. Factual. Well, you're discrediting the football knowledge right off the bat <laughs> of the entire podcast. Yeah, I'm just fading. You know who's lo- who's a lock this week? Who? Devontae Goat Adams. I mean, he is going to be facing a lockdown corner, but that's funny. I don't necessarily disagree that's with funny. you. Um, let's kick it off with quarterbacks, though. And to me, I think there's really an interesting conversation to be had between two guys, and everybody else, in my opinion, is not really in play. And for me, the two that, at least for cash games, I should say, for for GPPs, there's a ton of people in play. But for cash games, to me, it's going to be: Do you want to pay up for Mahomes, or do you want to play? Lamar Jackson at 5,600. Um, do you guys have a preference with these two? Do you guys think that these are the cash game, you know, quarterbacks, or so there's somebody else you're looking at? Yeah, I like Lamar Jackson, um, especially in a when they get in game, and they're a six point favorite at home. Brown's defense hasn't been that good, but Lamar Jackson, he's been good every single week. He hasn't turned the ball over in, I mean, since November. He's had a passing touchdown in his last three games. We know his rushing floor is insane. Um, I think he gets an easy twenty points. And for five, what was it? What do you say? Five six. 
Yeah, five. Yeah, six. so just about just about four oxen you about three and a half x. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean his rushing floor guarantees that that in cash. I feel like um, making him the the pay down option of the week for cash games. But you could also look at Pat Mahomes in a game where if they win, they secure the number one seed in the AFC. They lost a very disappointing game two weeks in a row, or actually three weeks in a row, right? They're coming off of three L's. Is that correct? Chargers, Seahawks, and Baltimore. And now they – Oh, you're right, you're right. They beat Baltimore last second. Yeah, two straight losses, my bad, Uh, with the Chargers and the Seahawks. And I just – I think that they're going to want to get right and get right before the playoffs. If they win, they get the number one seed, so they'll secure home home field, get the bye. And it would just be really great for this team in the spot they're in after two straight losses to just really lay a beat down on this terrible Oakland team. Oakland needs to lose. Um, and that, and that's something else that, that you're looking at, is these teams, certain teams need to lose as much as other teams need to win um, to secure their spot in the draft. So I really think that Mahomes especially is in a prime spot. So... Uh, he just has a much higher ceiling than Lamar Jackson, so that so you're paying up for that ceiling, fifteen hundred more, but um, well worth it in my opinion for cash games. Um, I agree, but uh, yeah, there's no but. Nah, I agree. I Mahomes is a smash play, but I don't know if I want to pay all the way up. Because I'm also looking at someone like, I mean, you could go to Rodgers because he's going to play. If he wasn't if he wasn't going to play the whole game, he would have been shut down already. Um, yeah. You could also look at Nick Foles. Uh, no, he's too, well, way too expensive. I didn't know he was almost 6K already. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar. Probably Lamar. I'd go with Lamar. Or for the savings, that's what, 1,500? Yeah, $1,500 savings. Because uh, the Chiefs could get up hella early, and then what's the need to play Mahomes? And even if they do, they could just run the ball. Because Oakland's run defense is dreadful. It is, it is. Uh, in this last matchup in Week 13, Mahomes was 7.6K, and he put up 33 points. But I just think more than like whether or not they need to play Mahomes, they're just going to play him to get him into a rhythm after after losing two disappointing games. I think they want to go out on the regular season in a high note. I feel you. I feel you. No, I agree with that. I just uh, I don't know if I want to pay all the way up there for a uh, for a quarterback. Joey. I mean. I don't agree with uh, you can only play Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in cash because, like, what Jared was saying, like, they could get up early, and Andy Reid is known to pull his starters, especially in the last couple week in, in the last couple weeks of the season. So if they get up big early, there's no need for him to come back out there. And I don't think they're out of rhythm. I think they've just got beaten by a good Seahawks team in Seattle, and then they lost a close game to the Chargers, who have just been who have been just as good as the Chiefs this season. So, I don't really think they're out of rhythm. But, I mean, I I do agree that he probably is the best play. But there is some risk. And, I mean, he snapped against the Raiders last time. But the Raiders do have a top 7, top 8 pass defense as well. But, obviously, Mahomes is matchup proof. Um, And they're at home. But, 
I don't think you really necessarily have to play Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. I think you could go to some other guys that Jared mentioned, like Rodgers, because he's going to play the whole game. Um, honestly, I would play Nick Foles at 5.9 as well. Like, the Eagles have to win to get in. They're going to be throwing. Um, it's kind of Yeah, they expensive. need the Vikings to lose. Yeah, but we've been paying – we've been – Paying that for quarterbacks all year in cash. Yeah, but I mean, Nick Foles isn't a, like a great passer. Last week, I mean, I mean, last week, really, how many times is that going to happen with Nick Foles? Honestly, he's. I mean, yeah, I think he could still throw the ball. He's shown it multiple times over the course of his career that he could sling it when they need him to, and he's attempted thirty plus passes in um, what two straight games um obviously 77 completion percentage against the Rams 71 last week against the Texans um like I mentioned before on one of the previous episodes uh Nick Foles ran bad in that Rams game they had three rushing touchdowns um that's not gonna happen on a week-to-week basis with the Eagles when they have Smallwood Josh Adams and Corey Clement or whoever's back there Darren Darren Sproles um and even if Darren Sproles is back there, I would bet on him getting a passing touchdown rather than a rushing touchdown or receiving touchdown rather. But I just don't think Mahomes and Lamar are the only plays. I think you can go other places. In terms of GPPs, some of the other places I would look, um, I'd be interested in a little bit of Jared Goff potentially, although there's some question marks that make him unplayable in cash, like, for example, that he hasn't had over 20 points on DraftKings since week 11 um you know that's a concern um i also think ben roethlisberger for 100 less than mahomes is definitely in contention the steelers need some help to get in the playoffs and by the time four 25 rolls around they could already be eliminated so that is something to to you know keep keep an eye on maybe keep an extra 100 in salary if you have a big ben lineup so you can pivot up to mahomes if need be but you know, if the Steelers come around at 4 o'clock and they are still in it to win it, I mean, they're in an amazing matchup against a dead Cincinnati team with a terrible defense. So um, I wouldn't be hesitant to go to Big Ben either in that spot. I like that, but Cincinnati's defense is, I mean, they're not good by any means, but they're not as bad as we've seen all season. But then again, it's still Big Ben, and he's going to tear them up. So I agree. I'd rather play, honestly, I'd rather play Big Ben over Mahomes. Really? Yeah. The only thing that uh, I am noticing is that there's also a situation where if New England and Houston both lose in the 1 p.m. slot, then Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs clinch the number one without having to play. So, I mean, that's probably pretty unlikely that both New England and Houston lose, but there is a situation where uh, Mahomes might get sat as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. You just have to really – I think that – you know, if you have even a little bit of salary or just maybe a 2v2 that you know you can switch to, um, you definitely got to be cognizant of that this week. Um, you know, just be aware. Don't set your lineups at 1 p.m. and then for, you know, just wait until the end to check it. Like, be ready to make a pivot at 4 o'clock if you have to, especially this week. Yeah, 100%. And just um, going back to the Patriots, my, that's my GPP play is Tom Brady. Um, they're at home against the Jets. They have to win to clinch the number two seed, so they have something to play for. And, um, you know, I just I just think Tom Brady comes out slinging it against uh, 
the terrible Jets. And I think I think he has a great game to get the Patriots back in rhythm before the playoffs and before a probable bye week. And probable. Yeah, I mean they could lose. They haven't been playing that well. If the Patriots win and the Texans win, who gets the the number? The, the Patriots get the bye week. Okay. Yeah, because Interesting. the Patriots beat the Texans in Week One, um, so the head dead. All right. Um, I mean that's pretty much all of the main plays for QB. Is there? Does anyone want to get cute with like, I don't know, Sam Darnold against the Patriots or Carr against the the Chiefs or Teddy Bridgewater for some reason? Stafford. No, 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 no. no don't no. do it. How about um? I mean, my, my guy Stafford has two games under five points in his last three, and not only that, he's he's not gonna play this whole game. He's only gonna start to get his consecutive start streak uh, not ruined, and then he's gonna probably sit out. Yikes! How about yeah, uh, he's hurt? What running. about the goat down at four point nine k? Fade. <laughs> Who's that? And I think he meant 4.8 because Case Keenum is 4.8. Well, yeah, I'll never mention that, man. Uh, Eli Manning, 4.9. Lower than Fitzpatrick, who was a healthy scratch last week. Yikes. I think we need to move on to running back here. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. So if you want if you want a cheap quarterback, pay all the way down. Kyle Allen. What is he at? 4.5? Or is he just flat four? four? <laughs> flat four. Against Kyle against Allen. New Orleans backups? Yeah, against New Orleans backups. Do you think that they're going to play all of their backups on defense as well? Yeah, why wouldn't they? I mean, the starters should play. I mean, not all of them. A couple series. But, like, Marshawn Lattimore will probably sit. Well, I don't know, mm-hmm. actually. Still young. Still learning. Maybe I don't know. I think I know Cam Jordan will sit. I kind of like the Saints defense, but that that would also make sense if they they got set. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, just I don't know. Kyle Allen, you know, rookie, um, about to make his first start. He's got to make an impression, you know. They got to give him. They got, he's got to give the Panthers a reason to keep him. So he's got to come out there slinging it and. You know they're basically just playing for uh, shits and giggles, um, so I expect them. I expect him and the Panthers to throw a lot. So I mean McCaffrey, if he's playing, he's I not think playing. He is. He's um, not playing. Oh, he's not. He's not going to play. He'll probably he's... take a couple snaps, but they said that they're um, already talking about. You know, the team him. wants to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they don't want to. They don't want to give him any more carries. I don't think he already set records this year. They already said next year they want to give him less touches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would make That's sense. That's tough. But just another thing, um, last week against the Falcons, Taylor Heineke came in a game they had nothing to play for. He threw 53 times. And, you know, what? what's the skill gap between Heineke and Kyle Allen? Probably nothing. They're both scrubs. How many of so those 53 were targets to McCaffrey one yard in front of him, though? Probably a lot. but Probably like 12, 13 targets for McCaffrey last yeah. week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that leaves still 40 attempts, yeah, though. That's if you're getting yeah, forty, If you're getting 40-plus attempts out of a 4,000 quarterback – I mean, I, I don't. I honestly don't care who is playing on the defense. But if we're talking about a Panthers offense without Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton, like 
just play the defense against that, you know? I think you're getting too cute trying to play anyone on that offense at that point. But hey, man, I'm I don't just know. saying, 4K, he's gonna throw 40 plus times. It'd be it'd be worth it. I mean, he might throw like five Nathan Peterman esque picks in the first half and get. Hey, I don't know. He came in and was and completed four uh, passes out of out of his four attempts. Oh, he completed four pass. All right, never mind. He went lock four him in. Yeah, lock him in, hundred percent. Oh, he had them. F- I I know he had the four like yeah, that. Yeah, lock, lock him in. Lock him in. <laughs> That's my hey, fault. Man. Um, let's move on to running back here. At the running back position this week, we just talked about McCaffrey. Uh, I would expect Zeke to get sat. I I don't see why the Rams would rush Todd Gurley back. Um. You know, a lot of these top high-end guys are out of play, I think, especially for cash games. Um, I don't see Melvin you know, playing the, much. See, that I was going to ask you, do you think you, you think that they're going to rest Melvin up for the playoffs? What are they Because re- the Chargers are still playing. Um, but aren't they locked? No. They're not. They, ha- they have a theoretical path to the number one seed, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, if. I mean, all they have to do is win and the Chiefs lose. That's it. They get the one seed. Yeah, but we'll, we'll yeah. all oh, they both play it. I mean, yeah, but what are the odds? It's it's unlikely, but yeah, it's unlikely. I but... don't think Melvin plays. I mean, I think that's tough. They're, he they're, he's gonna play. I don't think he plays that he much. If they still have a shot. They're still they're gonna play. It's not like okay, we're gonna give up. The Chiefs are gonna win. No, they're still gonna play. Yeah, I, would think. I mean, do you think he's going to play that much, though? I think Justin Jackson's going to get a lot of carries to, to let Eckler and Melvin Gordon heal up. Yeah, they, they were they were kind of, you know, easing Melvin back into it. Only 12 attempts and three targets, but I don't know. I mean, he got a touchdown on those attempts. You know Melvin can get in the end zone anytime he's on the field. So Yeah, I just think my favorite play if he's back is James Conner. Yes, thank God you said it, man, because I, I, I want to know, is it crazy to play him in cash if he comes back no. first week off the injury? Hell no. Because, I mean, he's he's super underpriced at 7.5. Yeah, and Cincinnati's defense is god-awful. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. And, I mean, the last time these teams played, uh, what did he go for? 19 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, okay. Give me that all day long. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I like Chris Carson, even Jamal Williams, if if Damon, uh, Damon's probably playing. I still like Jamal Williams. Um, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. He's got. He's going to clearly get the work. I don't know how much run but... David Johnson's going to get, but he's 5.7K. When will we ever see that again? Never. If Todd Gurley misses, CJ Anderson's in play. I, I would I, I I would expect him to miss. Yeah, I like CJ Anderson if if he uh if he starts. Five point four is pretty fair. Oh, CJ Anderson. I'm I, I'm getting shivers thinking about playing CJ Anderson in cash <laughs> in 2018. I'm so excited. But I'll probably stick with James Conner and Chris Carson. Do you think? I mean, I think there's a pretty good shot that Seattle is one of these teams that sits their guys because they're they're pretty locked into their spot as well. Along with Dallas. Oh, uh, what are, are they stuck with the five? Yeah, they're they're either gonna be the five or six. They can't get to the four, so um They could fall you know, they're, down they're, to the six. They could. If they lose and Minnesota wins. But uh, I mean I think they're gonna I mean, win. Obviously. They will, but I, I could also see them giving 
Penny some snaps. Penny is back this week, so oh, is he? Okay, then, yeah. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. I, like I like Carson, but probably not for cash just because of their their stat their status is pretty locked in. You know, I wouldn't mind. It's a really tough matchup, but you know Dalvin Cook. I, I don't hate him. I know it's a really tough matchup against Chicago, but you know this is a win or go home game for the Vikings. He's sixty three hundred. I mean, we saw him have a monster game two weeks ago. Mm, I don't know. It could happen. I'd rather go to... Oh, my God. I'd rather go to the Jamal right under him. Or just pay the 200 for Carson. Still, I don't I don't like Delvin Cook. Even though they are, what do you they think are about giving these... him the touches, finally. What do you think about the mid-range guys, Joey? It's tough, because... There, there's, there's a lot of like good players, but I don't like the matchups. Um, Delvin Cook, I don't like it. I, mean, I, I just, I'm not a fan of going up against the Bears defense. So I probably want to go there. Um, probably want to go to Chris Carson, just like you mentioned, the Seahawks. They're probably Russell starters. Um, Nick Chubb probably not gonna go there. I mean, Spencer Ware, Damian Williams, I would play them. But Spencer Ware is about to come back, and he will probably assume the workload again. But Damian Williams has had productive games, so they will probably split touches, honestly, I would think. So I wouldn't go I mean, Damian Williams was honestly better than Spencer Ware was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd love to see them just stick with him, but I I don't think they will. Yeah, Um, I think they're going to split. Yeah, probably. I mean... Do we play, like, Rod Smith at 5.5? I don't think so, man. I think there's some solid value options, but I'm not really interested in Rod Smith. Yeah. I mean, he might get, like, you know, 10, 15 carries. But, but like, Should we know for a fact that Elijah McGuire is going to get a full workload against a pretty shaky Patriots run defense. Um, you know, he's 5.3, and right under him we've got Sony Michelle. Um you know, Michelle on DraftKings, not the ideal site for what Michelle does in the Patriots offense. But, you know, last week he had the 100, 100 yards rushing. He had a touchdown, and that that's kind of what you need from him. Yeah. He is cheap at 5.2. The Patriots are going to be playing in this game, you know, hard. And and well, last they, week they had, yeah. what, like 40 rush attempts? Like, they're going to be leaning on Michelle. Yeah. I know you said that you could see a big Brady game, but, I mean – is real like I, is there going to be a big Brady game like we saw what Jamal Williams did to this Jets defense and I think Sony Michelle is considerably better yeah. than Jamal Williams yeah it's definitely going to be one or the other the Patriots came out and they ran the ball so much against the Bills last week so they could come out and do the exact same thing honestly that's probably what they'll probably do and Brady won't do shit but <laughs> um yeah Sony Michelle 5.2 I don't I, I like it um Especially, Burkhead had a couple of mishaps last week, and James White, obviously, is a pass-catching running back, but he still vultured a rushing touchdown last week. Um, yeah, I like Sony Michelle this week. Uh, the Jets' defense isn't good, um, so I think I think he's in play. Any interest in Elijah McGuire? He's had... Three solid games back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and we know that the Patriots' run defense isn't that special right now. Um, I kind of feel like he's touchdown dependent as long, like with Michelle, 
because the last three games he's had three touchdowns, right? And he's put up. He's had four touchdowns in the last three games. Oh yeah, well, one receiving, rushing, yeah, three he rushing, and he's he's had yeah. at least four targets in, in three straight. I mean, he's yeah. getting a solid solid workload. Yeah, yeah, no doubt he's getting um what, about like twenty touches a game or so right now. Um, but he's only averaging three yards a carry, so it's not like mm-hmm. he's anything special in in that uh, department. I mean, he's getting he's averaging three catches a game over his last three weeks since he became the starter. Um, he's gotten some good receiving yards, 23, 29, 50. But I feel like he's really touchdown dependent, and I feel like the Patriots play way better at home against division opponents. So I just wouldn't target anybody on the Jets personally. That's fair. And, you know, because it's week 17 – we actually have a bunch of guys, I think, that are going to see expanded roles, even under 4K. So, I mean, these plays are shakier, but this is, this is you they know, could, what happens in out. Week 17. Like, for example, uh, actually just over 4K, I think Jalen Richard is, you know, going to be in a, in a pass-heavy game script. Now, Oakland needs to lose to get a better draft pick. If they win, that would be, you know, just, just absurd. Um, I mean, downright stupid. I mean, it would be. It would be stupid for them to even try. To be completely honest. I mean, what's different than the whole season? You know what I'm saying? Ex- yeah, exactly. Which is why I wouldn't put it past them to do anything. But I mean, Richard has had a pretty solid role in the receiving game and what should be pass heavy for Oakland. He's four point two. Um, you know, Tevin Coleman was taken out of the game last week for the Falcons. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Brian Hill is 3.9K, had over 100 yards. So that's, a, you know, if you really want to get weird in Week 17, you could go to Brian Hill. And, you know, early ownership projections has Royce Freeman as chalk at 3.5K, yeah. like the chalkiest player on, on the slate, damn near. Yeah, um, I saw that. I saw that on Twitter earlier. Um, so that oh, you know yeah. i don't know i'm not really buying that necessarily but like i mean the workload for 3.5 is interesting it is i forgot that Lindsay got hurt yeah i mean what's his what's his projected workload though in a meaningless game i think that it's bad chalk to be to be honest like they should most likely get blown out by the chargers and even even if like they would need to be ahead for Royce to really pay off, like I would honestly be more interested in taking like a GPP shot at Devonte Booker, for even less, like three point two or whatever he is. Yeah, I mean Royce Freeman, even when he was a starter week one, like he didn't do much. I think it's bad chalk as well, but if but it'd be kind of hard to fade that at 3.5 if everybody else is going to play him because you know what if he gets yeah, like two yeah, he, one he yard touchdowns you know mm-hmm. he, he could break the slate and the Chargers haven't had the greatest run defense as of late so you know, we'll, we'll have to see um, is there anybody else you guys want to talk about at running back I love Jared C.J. Anderson call I, I'm expecting Gurley to sit so I'm going to be interested there and for tournaments I want to play whichever one of the Kansas City backs are less owned. Uh-huh. I would expect it to be Spencer Ware, just because people are going to have recency bias and, you know, D. Will's coming off of two 30-point games. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's really nobody else that I would look to personally, but you just got to monitor who's going to sit um, and who's going to start. 
especially for teams that are out of the playoffs. So they might give their backups some run. And, you know, if you're getting a 3.8, 3.7 running back, that'll get 20 touches and a couple catches, you know, play them. I'm going to keep a close eye on um, Justin Jackson at 4.2. Four mm. Close eye. Um, Wait. Oh. oh, never mind. And even Jeff Wilson Jr., if if the Rams declare that they're sitting players. Especially on mm. defense, because he's starting with, with Breed out. That is true. Um, Did the Bears game get flexed, or are they early? They got flexed, I think. Yeah, they so, got flexed. So yeah. the... So the Rams are going all out then because yeah. they need to uh, to play. They're basically playing against the Bears uh, for, for for playoff position. So NFL did a good job. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Props to them for making, you know, because that would have completely ruined this slate and all the research you did. If uh, yeah, you know, so props to them. Hopefully, you know, NFL knows what's good for them. Um, yeah, let's get they to did. wide receivers. Um, I think wide receivers actually pretty difficult this week because there's a lot of good plays on competitive teams at the top, but I don't see very much value. So this may be a pay down for some of these value running back workloads that we've been talking about and going up at wide receiver. Jared, you talked at the top about Devonte Adams. He's been the most consistent fantasy wide receiver this year. Um, I mean, you know I'm going to go hard for my guy's slay, but honestly, I've got a lot of interest in Devontae Adams. I think they'll move him around the format. You know, they'll move him around the formation. He had 18 targets last week. There's buzz around this record that he's, you know, coming very close to breaking for the Packers. I would be shocked if they didn't do everything they could to get Devontae Adams this record and, uh, you know, just we if we just didn't see him have a good game in the spot. And you know what happened last time they played Detroit? I know it wasn't just on Slay, but he completely cooked them for 32 points, nine catches, 140 yards at a touchdown on 12 targets. Yeah, he, he had a great game. I remember that. So they were in comeback mode that game because they couldn't quite. Uh, yeah, because this boy Crosby's trash. Um, he hasn't he hasn't gone under 21 points in four weeks. He hasn't gone under. 17.9 in the last seven weeks um they're gonna they might throw him the ball 20 times to get him this record um how, how far away is he about 130 or so yeah i think i think the record is just over 15 and he is currently at one thousand. yeah yeah so and he's got 13 touchdowns on the season i mean I love Devontae Adams this week. Like you said, if if they were going to shut down Rodgers or any of the starters, they would have done it last yeah, week. Yeah, especially um, with Rodgers being injured. You know, I even I even heard the coach, Joe Philbin, talking about this Adams record. So, yeah, this is real. This is real. Um, I love Adams. Are there anybody above him that we would play in cash? Because for me, I like these plays. I like Antonio and Juju. I like Tyreek Hill. Um but I don't see why I would go above Devontae Adams for cash game purposes. So I'm fading Tyreek Hill. I'm fading Michael Thomas, fading Julio. I'm interested in Juju and Antonio Brown. I just can't decide who. Uh, I like, I, I, I personally think that they uh, really, really, I was going to say Juju, especially if people are 
Oh, you know, we're going to have fumble. recency bias and go back to A.B. And, and you know, yeah, that fumble was bad for Juju, but I think that the Steelers will want to get him right after that. Yeah. Because they love him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and there's that. But, I mean, who did, who did Roethlisberger lean on last week when they needed a dub? He threw, he threw A.B. the ball 19 times. <laughs> that is very fair. But Juju also got 15. But... I mean, it's they're gonna get they're both gonna get their shares. Just whoever scores a touchdown. And I don't know. I like a. I just like AB a lot. But for the savings, I mean, it's only four hundred. I don't know. That's. That's. <laughs> I can't decide. That's hard. That's hard. Probably AB. I'm probably gonna just stick with AB. Yeah, I would go AB as well. It's it's. In a must-win game, in a situation like this, you have to go with who you trust. You just use just like in like fantasy uh, championship games, you play your superstars. You have to throw to your superstars, and he's stolen the AB for how long now? It's been like six years. Like yeah. you just have to go to. He's he's his safety blanket. This is the most important yep. game. Their window is closing. That Steelers window for Big Ben and Tomlin. It's closing, so they know how important this game is, even though there's only a slim chance that they get in. Yeah, I agree. That was well said. Um, <clears throat> so what about the tier below this? There's some interesting names. Um, I mean, did OBJ – yeah, he's not back. I'll cut that out. Um, what else? <laughs> Um, I mean, Julian Edelman is in a great matchup. The, you know, the Jets have gotten torched in two straight weeks by wide receiver ones, and Edelman is the wide receiver one right now in New England. Um, I mean, granted, the two the two guys I'm thinking of, Hopkins and Adams, profile very differently from Edelman. But, I mean, just when you look at the target share in the matchup, Edelman should be in a good spot. Um, you know, the Patriots Twitter streets haven't been crazy about Edelman. I've seen some talk about drops. Uh, what are your thoughts on this stuff, Joey? Yeah, he dro- he drops a solid two, two uh, catches a week. Or should be catches, I should say. Um, yeah. Do you like him at 7.6K, or is that is that too much? He's, yeah. he's above Adam Thielen. That's, that is, that's something to behold. I never thought I would see that after the way Thielen started the year. Yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen has definitely came down off that crazy uh, um, streak of games that he went on. Yeah, he, like he only he only has what games of – he hasn't had a game over 10 targets in over three weeks, so – in mm. Thielen. But Edelman, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I mean, he's getting insane targets. They're, they're uh, high percentage catches, you know, within – 10 yards of the line of scrimmage um just kind of hope hopes hoping that you get a touchdown out of them um or a bunch of catches because it's it's gonna take them seven eight nine catches just even just even try and get to 100 yards uh receiving so you're most likely not gonna get the bonus so basically you're just hoping for a touchdown and hoping that he can um 3x you that way but you know i don't hate it i don't love it he's a good floor play but he's yeah. priced like a ceiling play that's yeah. that's the problem with edelman to me um exactly. you know all the guys around him have a 
higher accessibility to their like to their ceiling. Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Adam yeah. Thielen, Amari Cooper, like even Diggs, I would say. So that makes playing him tough, makes him cash game exclusive in my opinion. But I mean, honestly, none of these guys in this range are really that interesting to me. I don't know. I just I, I don't I know. Mean, I, like, I mean, maybe Keenan Allen. I like Keenan Allen low key. Um, I like Woods, but I don't know. A lot. Yeah, Robert Woods for sure. He was chalky last week. I would expect him to be chalky this week too, especially if Gurley sits. But 6.9K, it's kind of expensive. I mean, he only had seven targets last week, but I don't know. It's 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 never a bad play. He's always got high yeah. upside and high floor. Especially uh, in the Rams offense. And they're at home, and they're going to have to uh, throw to win, especially if Gurley sits. That is true. Um, going down the list, uh, I don't know who is there anybody we like on this list. You know, Robbie Anderson's price has gone up. Fade. He's at five point six now. I agree. That's a fade. Um, you know, I talked about it on the pod last week that it was time to get off of the Robert Foster train because of how well the Patriots play against deep passes, and that goes for Robbie Anderson this week at five point six. Um, He's going to be a fade for I mean, me coming off of a slate-breaking week. I don't hate the Robert Foster play this week. 5.1. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a good I mean, time to go back to him. Yeah, Josh Allen is shaky. He is very shaky. Um, you know, I'll stand by that. He's not that good. But Xavier Howard is out. He's done for the season, obviously. Um, the Dolphins give up. Or they're one of the few teams that give up a bunch of deep uh, passes. I think they're like top seven or top eight in the in the NFL with uh, passes over twenty yards allowed. Um, a lot of his routes are deep routes. Robert Foster, um, Josh Allen likes to throw the ball downfield. I, I think I think it's a good play at five point one. Personally, I I agree. And even though these are two dead teams essentially. Um... You know, they're, I think they're in different spaces. Like, Buffalo's still going to be trying pretty hard. They want Josh Allen to, you know, string together some successful games at the end of the year here. And it came out today that, uh, you know, the Dolphins are moving on from Tannehill. I would be shocked if they stuck with Adam Gase, their head coach, you know, as they moved on to their next quarterback. Like, he's never really had that much success in Miami. So I think that this is a team, you know, with very little to play for this week, even less than Buffalo, uh, despite their records. So um, I, I like uh, going with some Bills potentially this week as the Dolphins head towards collapse. Um, just below that, 4,900. Jordy Nelson has been pretty consistent, especially just gonna say that. in the last four weeks. But do you think that there's any, um, you know, any reason that Oakland – who should be playing with an eye on on their draft pick uh, would maybe look at the younger guys over over Nelson in this spot. No, because they're trash. They're stupid. Yeah, we can't we can't assume that the coaching will make the smart decision in Oakland. Definitely yeah. not. I mean, I just I just would fade Jordy Nelson in 2018. So I don't think he's ever a good play personally. Hmm. Interesting. Would you be interested in going to Deshaun Hamilton? He's come up a full 2K from when you were first on him, Joey. Yeah, that's my song. Um, he's been he's been putting together some nice uh, 
some nice games. Um, nine targets, 12 targets, nine targets again last week against the Raiders. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna get you with the yards because um, he's more of the move the chains guy, the slot receiver guy that Case looks to. But he's put together uh, three straight games. I mean, I wouldn't play him at five thousand, but you know, I don't won't I don't, see any Casey Hayward. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Same thing with Edelman. I mean, the prices are just are just off for both those guys, in my opinion. All right, let's get into some of the wild plays that you could make in Week 17. Um, Dante Pettis for the 49ers is out. No longer. Uh, you know, he he served his purpose. Helped me get to the championship in season long. Uh, he is no more. So now we're looking at Marquise Goodwin at 3,900. You know, I'll hurt. be honest. He is hurt. He was held out of practice on Wednesday, but um, they're saying he's questionable. He could play. They might need him to play. Um, if he does play, you know, he's shown it that he can have massive games. Um, I wouldn't expect it, but it would be a GPP dart throw, I think. You know, they'll have to pass in in this game. Um, if he doesn't play, Bourne at 3.8K will basically be like their only wide receiver. Yeah. Lock. Yeah, I'd play, I'd play Kendrick Bourne. Play Kendrick Bourne, yeah. yeah. Um, he's definitely interesting. I like him as a floor play, no doubt. Um, I was pretty interested in thirty six hundred dollar wide receiver. What the, what the fuck is his first name? Thirty six hundred dollar wide receiver DeAndre Carter for the Texans. He had seven targets last week. Um, they lost Demarius Thomas. Uh, you know, the the Jags will be heavily focused on DeAndre Hopkins in this game, but Kiki Cutie is expected to return, I believe. He was limited in practice Wednesday. He's 4,100. Do you have any interest in one of the non-nuke, non-nuke, nuke? No. None of the, one of the non-nuke Texans wide receivers? No. No. Damn. Hell no. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather just go up 100 and play Traquan Smith. Dude said a hell no. I don't know, man. Nobody's going to be Traquan, on Traquan. But he really hasn't done anything. Yeah. He has two monster games. He's, he really has become very Ted Ginn-like. Yeah, and, I mean, he was playing behind Ted Ginn last week. Um, but if the yeah. Saints go all in with resting their starters, Traquan should become the receiver one and see a majority of snaps. And, you know, that's just... You're getting I legitimately don't know if Teddy Bridgewater can throw deep, though. Like, I don't know. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is better than Matt Stafford, so I would assume so. <coughs> but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, that's but I, I like him at 3.7. <laughs> what about uh, Chris Hogan? No. <laughs> 3.6K no. coming off of zero targets. Yeah, no. I mean, if Cordero Patterson misses, we know Gordon is gone. I mean, I mean, someone's going to be playing a lot of snaps outside. It's either going to be Hogan or Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. I think this is Sony Michelle week. Play the Patriots wrong game. Don't just forget about the Tom Brady thing. All right. Run, all right. run, 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 run. Just like last week. Is there, is there anybody else? I mean, there's a lot of shaky plays, but... Bunch of scrubs. I'm really not interested in any of this. Nah, I this think other nonsense. 
I think um I think we covered just about everybody. Any interest in uh DeAndre Hopkins against a you know, lost Jags team? I mean, yeah. They they gotta win. So and he's you know, he's capable of putting on monster games and the Jags are just done. Blake Bortles is back, so oh, yeah, you know Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles on the Blake Bortles on the road should set up for a lot of good field position for the Texans, I think. How about Blake Bortles in cash? <laughs> I don't <laughs> What's his price? Forty four hundred. We didn't talk about him. Nope. I, I, I would think about it in a GPP. I mean, bro, he's going to come back. He's got to think. He's got to be like, all right, these dudes benched me. I got to keep my job now. And I got to prove that, you know, I'm not a scrub. So, and we see we see Nick Foles, a backup quarterback, uh, dot up the Texans last week. Um, they're basically hey, three, three games over 28 points this year, Blake Bortles. Yeah, so. He's shown that he's shown that he can put up some big games. Um, I think he's this week's Nick Foles. Watch out! Watch out! That's all I, I mean, gotta you say. Could, you could you could stack Bortles and Westbrook for like just over nine k. Ugh. Just saying. Interesting. Ugh. Interesting. One percent mm, owned. Interesting. Ugh. Um, let's talk about tight end because I think tight end is really interesting this week. Um. I think it's definitely going to be a pay-up week, once again, in my opinion. Um, Zach Ertz, I'm interested in. The Eagles are going to be going all out. He had 16 targets, a massive game last week. But I actually think that the guys above and below him are the real interesting plays, and that's Travis Kelsey and or George Kittle. Um, You know, Kyle Shanahan, there there was this video, I guess, of Shanahan talking about how he he was – Sorry that he didn't help Kittle get uh, the record on that day. You, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where he had 200 yards receiving in the first half. Yeah, so so he, he was talking about that, and then George Kittle today confirmed that he is going after the NFL tight end receiving yard record. He's about 100 yards away, and Travis Kelsey has about 50 yards on him. Um, you know, the 49ers really don't have much to play for. Chances are they're going to be passing a ton in this game. Um, we know that Mullins to Kittle is an interesting connection. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kittle, he's he's been insanely consistent this year. He's just a tiny, tiny step below Kelsey and Ertz. He's 6.3K. I, I, I really like Kittle a lot this yeah, week. Yeah, we plug in Kittle in and not playing anybody else, so that could be the end of the tight end segment. Interesting. Nobody else. Do do not play anybody else. If they if he says, "Yeah, I'm going for this record." Plug him in. I don't care. But conversely, Travis Kelsey is also very much in the mix, you know, in the mix for the same record. And you know, he stacks very well with Pat Mahomes. He had over 40 points in his last game against Oakland. I don't know. I think Kelsey is equally interesting in this spot. We know the ceiling is there for both of these players. It's just a matter of choosing. You know, Kelsey is 900 more expensive. Ownership early in the week says that Kelsey's going to be more popular, which, you know, that makes me want to lean Kittle. But I do really love the idea of stacking Mahomes and Kelsey this week. 
I mean, you can never go wrong with playing Travis Kelsey. Let's get that out there. But with George Kittle, you're getting a 900 discount. You're getting a player that's in an offense where he's basically the only threat, especially with Dante Pettis out now. Marquise Goodwin is questionable at best. So if Marquise Goodwin is out as well, like we just mentioned in the receiver segment, their number one receiver would be Kendrick Bourne. Right? So obviously, um, Mullins is just going to funnel targets to George Kittle. Whereas the Chiefs have, you know, Hill, where uh, some other guys in there. So, man, I mean, that doesn't make a difference, but it kind of does. And like we mentioned before, if the Chiefs do get up early, they could um, rest starters. Jared, I got something to tell you because I know you're going to really like this, but. If you guys are on DraftKings.com right now, go over to the little flex tab where it puts all the players in the same list. And look look at the players' names between 7.2, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle's 6.3, and tell me that this isn't a two-tight-end week in cash. Because <laughs> between, between 7.2 and 6.3, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are the best plays on the board. Kittle, Chubb, Cooks. Chris Carson, Kenny Galladay, who's not practicing, Joe Mixon and a dead team, Jalen Samuels just lost his his job to James Conner and Stefan Diggs against Chicago. I'm playing Travis Kelsey and George Kittle out of out of all those names. Um, I mean, these guys are better than the wide receivers in that range. They're better than the running backs in that range. I really do think that you could play uh, play either of those guys. The only other player in that range that I think is interesting would be Zach Ertz. So, I mean, come on, like. These, these guys have red zone role. They have target shares in their offense. Um, it's like contrarian it. to play two of them. I think that this is legitimately a week where you could do that and, and get away with it. Oh. I like it. Say no I like it. Say no more. <laughs> say no more. Um, and the fact that Joey's endorsing this strategy, who, who know, you know, we know Joey doesn't like this strategy. Jared likes the strategy. I'm in the middle. I think that the full DFS Dose podcast is sponsoring the two tight end play yeah. in week 17. Oh, play two tight ends and, and sail to the money this week. Yeah. Easy. Let's do it. Easy. Let's do it. Week 17. That, that's a, that's a good call, weird. though. That's a good call, though. Yeah. Um, it's documented for the people, right, so, so we, when it goes off. Yeah, we don't really need to talk about anybody else. It's just a bunch of trash. Um, yeah, I, I legitimately have no interest in uh, in anybody else. Besides Ertz. Besides the top two. Besides Ertz. Ertz, yep. Ertz is equally as good, I think. I just uh, no. yeah, this I is like the other two slightly more. Wait. This is... Ertz, how much is Ertz? Yeah. 6.7, right in the middle of them. Give me your Ertz over. Give me your Ertz over Kelsey, and I'm running Kittle and, Kittle and Ertz. Interesting. You are, you're taking the... The two uh, faster, more athletic tight ends over the. Er, you know how many freaking over targets the beast, Kelsey. You know how many targets Ertz gets. It's ridiculous from Foles. Good amount. It is insane. Didn't he? How many catches did he have last week? Like fourteen. Twelve. Twelve. Jesus. But the week before that, with Foles, he only had three. Week before that, he got locked up. <laughs> and straight the up. first, the first two, well, straight up. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, you can't, and it's it's not like you could really poke a hole in in Kelsey's target share either. But I get what you're saying. They're both. Uh, I mean, there's pretty. There's elite. a difference from the Rams defense with a smart coach, and then you're going to uh, Jay Gruden, his old dumbass in Washington. 
<laughs> that is true. So, so I think, I th- that is absolutely fact. I think we're good. I think we're good as well. Um, how about DST? Um, what are we doing, boys? Scroll, what are we doing? Scroll and roll. All scroll and roll? Yeah. Count, count me in. Okay, um, fuck a defense. Yikes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I like Saints. I like Saints 2.7K against Kyle, whatever the hell his name is, and Carolina. Yeah, yo, don't be disrespecting my son like that. I, I like the Bills defense at home against, you know, Tannehill or Brock or whomever ends up playing in that game. If we get a confirmation um, that Dallas is resting, I like the Giants at 2.1K. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, I like that. You know, I don't even said, know who the backup quarterback is. Cooper Rush. Oh, yikes. yikes. He's trash. Yikes. That's a that's a major yeah, yikes. That uh, yeah, I think two point one the Giants. That's a uh, pretty solid. But my favorite defense probably is going to be the Eagles. That that team is coming together right now. Even yeah, in a shootout Eagles against Washington. I mean, even in a shootout, they got five points. I mean, I mean. I'll take that. Give it up thirty points. They still got five. Week before they I got. Wanted, I wanted to take five points. But. Week before that they got eight. Week before that they got eight. Week before that they got nine. They just played Washington four weeks ago. Got nine points. I'll take that for two point seven. You know, a defense I would want to target. This is GPP exclusive because the price is a little, you know, questionable. I think that. A couple of the names we just said are a better play on the surface. But for GPPs, if I'm playing Sony Michelle for the Patriots, I wouldn't mind correlating that with the Patriots defense. You know, the story right now is how well Sam Darnold's been playing, but it was only a couple of weeks ago where he was a guaranteed pick six every week. So, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be, you know, hesitant to put some faith in Belichick and the Patriots defense that they could scheme something up to get another pick six out of Sam Darnold before the season ends. Yo. Who was Mr. Pick Six? Who was that dude? Matt Schaub, right? Wasn't it? Didn't he throw a Pick Six like every week for a while? Was that Matt Schaub? Yeah. That was what a while ago. Oh, it was yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. Probably like three, four years ago. He was trash. At the end of his career, because he was good with the Texans, and then he just started throwing Pick Sixes, and then they're like, "Get the hell out of here." That was lit. Possible. No, it happened. Oh. Trust me. It's not possible. It happened. It did happen, but you know. Top end for defenses. I mean, all three or all four options above thirty three hundred, I think, are solid. Like Texans against Blake Bortles, you know, Steelers against Driscoll, Seahawks against. I don't. Are they still playing Rosen? They're not, right? Why would they? I don't know. Joey said something about Glennon. Was he just trolling? Yeah. Yeah. Just trolling. Um, um, I like. Yes, yeah, sir. Um. The Steelers, I think they're going to come out flying around that whole field. Offense and defense, I think they completely steamroll the Bengals. I can see it. And, and by the way, scratch the Texans off because Blake Bortles is going to die. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, 100% fact. I'm playing Blake Bortles in, in everything. I like it. Damn. I'm kind of on that Bortles play, too. So Must be I, I, I'm, I'm going to say either Patriots, Bills, Eagles. That, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm going Steelers or Eagles or the Giants if Dallas sets everybody. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm with that play as well. Um, You're too cheap. If they if they set everybody and Giants are at 2100, you could easily fit in 
AB, James Conner, um, two tight ends, be fine. We can get on to our stacks at this point, but since you just said James Conner, I know we talked about him earlier, but I didn't really ask the question. Do you guys think that he loses some of his receiving work because of how well Samuels has played? I mean, he was never going to be a you know, a 10-catch guy like some of the other elite backs, but he was at least getting you know four, five, six catches per game when he was the workhorse, but Jalen Samuels has really played well. so Yeah, I, th I think I mean, they'll I give know. Samuels some run. I don't see why not. Maybe maybe ease Connor back the way the Chargers eased back, uh, you know, MG3. I mean, not in a game they have to win. I think they're going to still give him a good amount of touches. I think he's still a great play. But in terms of receiving work, uh, Samuels did look good. So I think I think they'll still give him some uh, touches. I'm, but in that Steelers offense, there's enough touches to go around. Even when Connor was healthy, they gave, they gave Samuels random touches. So, I mean, I, I, he'll probably lose a couple more, but he'll be fine. Like, he's going to get all the goal line work. He's going to – he'll still get his 20, 25 touches. Yeah, and, and, and for the price, and his touchdown equity is so high. Like, And when I really say that they're going to steamroll the Bengals, I literally think it's going to be like 38-7 to 7 or something like that. Like, they're going to blow them out. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Who would like to start with the – Stacks of the week, potentially tournament-winning GPP stacks on DraftKings.com. Well, I just gave you mine, but Steelers. Full-blown full Steelers stack. Yeah, A.B., Big Ben, and James Conner. Running back. I think that'll like be it. Running role. back with nobody. You know, if anything changes with the status in between now and when we uh, release this podcast, you know, just go to the DFS Dose on Twitter, at the DFS Dose, and, and we'll tweet about it for sure. We got you covered. Big facts. Joey. Give me your stack of the week. For mine, I don't really have like a like a team stack that I really really like. So I'll just say my um, my GPP you know locks for quarterback, running back, wide receiver. That's all right. So Blake Bortles GPP hundred percent guaranteed. This is people that I'm picking to win me a million dollars. Running back. Um. You know, I don't mind the play of Sony Michelle and GPPs. I don't think he'll be that highly owned. I like that. Receiver, I would go with... Um, Jesus. <laughs> For receiver, give me... Just give, just give me a AB. I really don't like any team stacks, honestly. I think, I think a lot of these have a lot of flaws in them. Yeah, I mean... It's going to be a weird week, no doubt about it. Um, for me, I got two that I'm interested in. You know, we talked about it. Joey, you just named him. But, I, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I really like Blake Bortles at 4.4. So I, I would go for a large field tournament. Bortles to Westbrook, bring it back with Hopkins. I think that's all three of them are going to be low-owned, and I think there's upside in that stack. Um a more realistic stack you know if i'm playing a single entry or or just like a smaller field more expensive tournament i think that you know i would be interested in jared goff bouncing back to robert woods and kittle bringing it back with kittle at tight end um 
Okay. You know, people are going to be playing Bourne, maybe a little Marquise Goodwin, but I think Kittle, you know, might get lost in the shuffle with Ertz and, and Kelsey both above him. Um, I don't know how much people are on this Kittle thing, so got to go heavy on the Kittle. The Kittle. Got to. But, yeah. Um, it is, it is. So that's going to be it for us on week 17. Make sure you guys stay up to date on the news and – Everything that's coming out this week is going to be super important. And, you know, if you take one thing away from this podcast, fire away two tight ends. It's the move this week. Yeah, 100%. Information is key this week. Make sure you stay up to date. Yeah. So, as always, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, at the DFS Dose. You can also follow our personal Twitters. Mine is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Carrion underscore. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys, let's set some records on how much money we make. Will these players set their end-of-the-year records, all right? Let's get it. Yeah.